Owning concept, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi or Dam from 1964. I'm reviewing Mrs. Uh, what happened, Miss Simone. Excuse me. We're directed by Liz Garbus. And apart from the uh, initial flourishes, which are very, very arty, uh, there's a couple of um, sort of long leading bits showing her on stage later in life. And much of her recording output is live. Uh, about half of it uh, is live. And that's where she was really, really prominent. She's uh, one of the most f uh, intense f performers I've ever seen. And um, the documentary starts with her uh, wandering on stage and, and not really singing or anything. And it's after sort of like the main part of her career. And it's it's quite striking. But outside of it, once it does get going, uh, what happened Miss Simone is a, is a almost traditional um, chronological music biopic. Um, the bits that aren't are the fact that it doesn't use narration. It focuses instead on Miss Simone talking, her playing live, her talking to the press, and uh, her talking later in life through her, like the Amy, Amy documentary on Amy Whitehouse, a lot of her personal notes and letters, which in the early part of her career detailed the horrendous violent physical abuse she suffered at the hands of her husband and manager, who was an ex-police chief, uh, and she suffered badly. Um, so she she basically, uh, the documentary follows her life from being a child up until she started playing in clubs to support herself. Her early flourishes with fame uh, on TV, there's some lovely footage of her. Uh, I think I, Lo uh, I Love You Porgy was one of her biggest early hits, and uh, um, My Baby Just Cares For Me, another one as well. Um, and then, sort of, in the, the when the civil rights movement became stronger, she became very sort of militant very quickly, and it consumed her. And she didn't really want to have anything to do with anything that wasn't related to that. To give you an example of how militant she actually was, she was her next door neighbour was Malcolm X, and her kid used to hang out at Malcolm X's house with his kids all of the time. And they're still very good friends with uh, the children of Malcolm X. And it, it it focuses on a lot of live performances and a lot of um, uh, a lot of her interactions with the media at the time, where she's she's from this very poor black background and is almost regal in the way that she speaks. She's not like anyone else. She's very mannered in the way she speaks, and I don't know if that comes from spending so much time with these white classical pianists growing up, but. She certainly has an authority to her, her natural speaking voice as well. She also has a lot of broken parts to her inside as well, and she laments her relationship with her husband and details very, very painfully how devastated she is by these violent abuse that she's suffering. Uh, and it follows her through the 60s as things progress and... She becomes more entwined with the social, uh, the civil rights movement as it explodes in the mid to late 60s with the deaths of people like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And she became very anti the war in Vietnam and ended up having a big effect on her career because it wasn't a done thing back then for recording artists to have not just political music but very pronounced. You know, it wasn't a change that's going to come. It wasn't Martin Luther King. It was much more sort of um, Black Panther um, very anti-war, very very sort of uh, polemical and on the cusp of um, what was considered 
acceptable for a singer. And it's notable how few female singers and uh, a- activists were focused on prominently back then as well. Um, it's an amazing documentary. It really is. There's not much more to say about it. It just focuses on her life, uh, mainly told through her and her daughter and her father. Uh, sorry, her, her husband. He was the uh, violently abusive one. They both feature throughout telling their incidental uh, sort of addings on to, to what's uh, been happening. And that adds an, a, it adds a lovely colour to the whole thing that it's only told in their words and there's no nar- narrative going on. Uh, and the people that do pop up do so because they were actually there. So there's a great authenticity to it. Um, I'm going to play a bit from the film itself, which is a couple of passages put together on civil rights and they're at different times, gradually progressing. When the civil rights thing came up, all of a sudden, I could let myself be heard about what I'd been feeling all the time. When I was young, I knew to stay alive as a black family. We had to work at it. We had to keep secrets. We never complained about being poor or being taken advantage of or not getting our share. We had to keep our mouths shut as I walked across that railroad track every Saturday. So I knew to break the silence meant a confrontation with white people of that town. Seven feet. And though I didn't know I knew it, if the black man rises up and says, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Barren, strange fruit. He stands up, get murdered. Blood on the leaves. But no one mentioned it, which is indeed quite strange. And blood at the roots. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. It touched me first time when I gave a recital at this library. Everybody was seated, and they told me my parents had to sit in the back. And I said, if they have to sit in the back, I won't perform. They fixed it that time, and they brought them to the front, and they let them sit down. But it was my first feeling of being discriminated against. And I recoiled in horror at such a thing. I choose to reflect the times and the situations in which I find myself. That, to me, is my duty. and, and, And at this crucial time in our lives, when everything is so desperate, when every day is a matter of survival, I don't think you can help but be involved. Young people, black and white, know this. That's why they're so involved in politics. We will shape and mold this country or it will not be molded and shaped at all anymore. So I don't think you have a choice. How can you be an artist and not reflect the times? like me who are black, yellow, beige, and brown. You better believe me. Mr. Backlash, I'm gonna leave you with the blues. I've always thought that I was shaking people up, but now I want to go at it more, and I want to go at it more deliberately, and I want to go at it coldly. I want, I want to shake people up so bad that when they leave a nightclub where I perform, I, I just want them to be to pieces. Ah! 
her later life is so horribly tragic. She flees America by herself and um, leaves her abusive husband behind in the late uh, 60s, early 70s. And um, she has some idyllic times and uh, she ends up in uh, places like Barbados, I think, and Liberia for a few years. But all the while, she's becoming more and more depressed and it's becoming more and more erratic. She actually pulls a gun on someone. She shoots a kid with an air rifle for laughing at one stage. And it's not until she's absolutely destitute late in life in Paris where she's ironically playing to nightclubs again for multiple hours to nobody for $300 a night. Uh, and she says in the film, because no one believed that it was Nina Simone, they assumed that it was you know the Nina Simone experience, and no one ever came to see her. But um, then they uh, released My Baby Just Cares for me, and that became a massive hit in the UK, and it reinvigorated her career and got her to a stage where she was finally diagnosed as being bipolar. At a point where she was wishing death on herself virtually every day, she finally got people around her to look after her as well and enjoyed a much happy. And she got medication as well, which. Excuse me, I'm in terrible trouble with my with coughing today. She um, finally got medication, which made the, the final years of her life so much happier than the, the preceding decade had been. Um, the documentary itself, had it been about Aretha Franklin, I might have given it sort of eight, eight and a half. It's beautifully made and, and the concert footage and the interview footage and everything is it is really good, but it's a very rote sort of ordinary documentary. But it's got three major things up its sleeve. One of them is the contemporary racial politics that are going on today makes it fiercely relevant. There's virtually nothing that they cover in this that doesn't seem to be in some way relevant today. From black people rioting at the brutality of police through to the, the, the you know brutality at home, even domestic violence is, is quite a big theme throughout. It does seem to be a hugely relevant story and the way it's presented is relevant. The second thing is in music. I really do feel like she's obviously one of the top performers of all time uh, as far as a live performer goes. But her back catalogue as well is kind of drawing me in now as to I really need to listen to a lot more Nina Simone. She's so much more interesting than, again, going back to someone like Aretha Franklin, who's just a really, really good singer. There seems to be so many other facets and elements to her music. And the number one thing about this is her, is Nina Simone. She's In some ways, she's a universal character. In some ways, she's universally understandable. And all her notes and letters they read out talking about love and not having love and about being depressed um, are hugely relatable, but she is so individual. She's like an alien. She's, she's a unique person with a unique presence. Whether she's talking to a journalist, whether she's writing a letter uh, and they're just recounting it, whether she's on stage, um, she is... Almost a uniquely intense, sometimes terrifying person. She shouts at someone to sit down in the auditorium and it is frightening. And she did walk out of performances from people talking and uh, standing up um, quite frequently to teach them a lesson to give her music the same respect classical had. So on that basis and on the fact that it's elevated her so highly and it seems so relevant I'm going to give Miss Simone, what happened Miss Simone, 9.5 out of 10 because it's really changed my opinion of her and I'll definitely watch it over and over. And this is from her, another live one, uh, Ain't Got No...